But you got to learn how to develop people and you have some skills and, and knowledge that you can share with them. And I was like, wait, what, what do you, like, what do you, you want to be nice to them? They're like, no, dummy. We're not saying be nice, but you've got to serve them. You're their leaders, serve them, help them build their careers. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Do I Need School to Be? A podcast where me, Alex, is going to sit down with people in the creative field to ask them all the questions about how they got to where they got and who were the teachers, what books, movies and stuff influenced them because we're all different and we all learn in different ways and I really want to talk about it. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Jesus Fernandez, who is a plumber who plums. Yeah, doesn't sound very creative, but it actually is because he took a creative path. There are so many parallels between his journey and the journey of a creative that actually blew my mind. He is also a podcaster. His podcast is called Learning and Missteps, and it's all about the journey and trades. And yeah, it's a great show. I highly recommend it. You'll find it in the show notes. But for now, just join my conversation with Jesus Martinez, a field innovator. And we're recording, so... M morning, Chewy. It's morning for you, right? Uh, correct. It's 6 a.m. Yeah. over here. Where are you? Yes. I'm in the Netherlands, where it's uh, 1 oh. p.m. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like, how is the internet bringing us all together, like mm. having these conversations? And we, we connected through Clubhouse, so thank you, internet, again for that. Exactly, exactly. So, Clubhouse has turned out to be a powerful tool. Yeah, it's honestly my favorite social media app so far. Mm. Like, uh, I've been on the Facebook, I'm on the LinkedIn, on the Instagram, but Clubhouse is proven to be the fav my favorite because it feels more human to me for some reason and yes. less um, less curated. You yes, know? absolutely. 100%. I would love to know and for you to tell the audience uh, who you are and what you're currently doing. Beautiful. Well, Alejandra, good morning. And for the audience, I've, this is a special situation that I am being called Chewy. Because my name, the name my mama gave me is Jesus. Uh, some people call me Jesse, but only the super cool people call me Chewy. So thank of you. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's a very, very Mexican thing. I'm not Mexican. I lived in Mexico for four years. So I got all the names and everything down. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, my, my job right now, the, the, my title is a regional lean manager. And I serve uh, the central... United States, it's multiple states here. And so that's where I am now. And so what that means is I, I coach some folks, some teams, business units, construction teams on collaborative planning, um, optimizing workload, just making their day easier, less burdensome, right? That is my goal. Um, I'm a team of nine, me and there's eight others that I get to play with. Now, that's where I am now, which is very strange, right? Because it sounds a little spooky, kind of, the or fun, really. Like, my job's a lot of fun. I began my career back in 1995 as an apprentice plumber. Uh, so I graduated high school, started working as an apprentice plumber. I'm a second-generation plumber. My dad's a plumber. Uh, and, and, and our family, we've got a few plumbers out there. And... Over the past, whatever that is, 20, 30 years, I've taken a very windy road um, that doesn't really make sense. When I map it out, uh, it, it, it's, again, it's, it just, it wasn't a straight line at all. That being said, 
every step has been 100% fulfilling. And some of those steps were driven by um, short-sighted, selfish decisions that I made that, that really forced me to, <laughs> to shift. And the outcome of that shift has been beautiful, like fulfilling and rewarding. I could not have planned it any better. Sounds like a Monet painting, you know? <laughs> yeah, because um, I, I read this analogy um, a while back. I went with, um, my grandmother was visiting from Latin America, and I said, Grandma, I want to have this experience with you. Uh, let's go to Portugal together. Let's go to France together. And we went to, when we were in Paris, we went to this Monet exhibit. And I read somewhere in one of these, like, uh, the leaflets that they give you, that looking at a Monet painting is like having the perspective of God, that we oh, as wow. humans look at it up close and we only see like random brush strokes that we don't understand. But then when you step away from it, everything makes sense. That's how God sees the world. So we don't understand it because we're living it. But yes. there's a, there's something behind it. And it sounds like that was your journey. You made a lot of things and you didn't understand, but somehow you landed where you wanted to be in your... Absolutely. Every step was intentional. I'm an artist. Oh my yes. goodness. Look at your... And here you were saying that you're not creative. Look at yourself. <laughs> got me you got me. uh your podcast learning in and missteps yes yes so the title of the podcast is learnings and missteps and <laughs> thank you for for reminding me i forget um you know the the name the t i'll tell you what it's about and then reconcile the title and what the podcast is about so as i mentioned i work in the construction industry um and, and so what we do on the Learnings and Missteps podcast, the whole purpose of the podcast is to, to celebrate the men and women that have built careers in the construction industry. And because we are committed to changing the image of careers in the trades. You know, I, like I said, I started my, my, uh, my career back in 95 as an apprentice plumber. And even though I found the work extremely rewarding and in the camaraderie and the competitiveness competitiveness it's still internally in my head I had a major clash it was it was difficult because the message that I had been receiving was go to college or flip burgers you're a failure if you don't go to college and and I was planning on going right like I, that was the plan until I got that summer job right out of high school. I said, well, I needed to make some money to pay for room and board. And, and like I said, I showed up on the job site. It was a commercial job site. And I just felt like I'm home. All the problems I had in the classroom were not a problem. So, you know, I was, I was, school wasn't difficult for me, right? Like the classwork was very easy. My problem was sitting down <laughs> and staying quiet. Like, it just wasn't, we weren't going fast enough, you know? <laughs> so I was always in trouble. And if I wasn't in trouble, I was distracting people and joking around. And like, I just, I couldn't. So when I got out on the job side, it was like, there was just so much sensory input that it was enough for me to be calm and focus. Um, and I, I was like, man, I got to do this. So again, there was this conflict of, of, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm making a good living. I can build a career out of this. And then the expectations of you need a degree. You need like you're a failure because you're not going to school. 
Um, anyhow, it took a few years for me to, it was like my third year of apprenticeship when I finally just said, you know what, <laughs> this is what I got to do. And, and so since then, because of that experience over the years, I've, I've tried very hard to, um, to connect with teachers, educators, and students and show them a different view, a different image of the industry. Because most people, I, I think, I don't know. I know a lot of people, when I tell them I'm a plumber, they say, well, you don't look like a plumber. And I say, okay, well, what does a plumber look like? Anyhow, that's what I was doing to try to fill that gap of, of, of giving back and spreading the message and, and just informing, right? Like there is an option and, and it's pretty darn cool if you can put up with the elements. Um, anyhow, then, then the corona hit. And so I couldn't go visit schools anymore. And, and like that piece of that little outlet that I had that was infrequent was gone. And I started like, oh, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, started feeling um, just very isolated. And a friend of mine, she said, Jesse, you need to watch. Uh, have you seen uh, Danny Trejo? Are you familiar with Danny Trejo? Of course. Machete. Of course. <laughs> right? Of course. So there's like a biography about him. And uh, she said, hey, Jess, you need to watch that. And I trust her like unconditionally. So I said, okay. So I watched it. And I'm telling you, as soon as I finished watching that, I knew that I had to start a podcast. Not because he's not a podcaster. It clicked. clicked. Yeah, absolutely clicked. I said, okay, here I am complaining and whining about how I can engage with students and parents and teachers. And I can. So I need to start a podcast, and the podcast, again, is to celebrate the men and women that, that put their lives out there. And really, you know, when we see a construction worker, we have hard hats, we have vests, but what we don't see is, like, the amazing things that they do for their communities, the, mm -hmm. the deep care that they have for all the people around them, the number of people that they've touched through educating them, teaching, sharing their knowledge, or just fixing somebody's whatever, <laughs> right? Like if your water heater ain't working, that's not fun. And when somebody comes and fixes that for you and they're cool, right? Cause some of them ain't cool. Um, but when they come and fix it for you, that that's nice, right? So there's a, there's a, a, a component of, you know, giving back or easing the pain of the community through the work itself. Um, so that's what we talk about on our podcast. And the learnings and missteps comes from, we ask three questions of our guests. The first question is, what do you want our audience to know about you? The second question is, what were your earliest career aspirations? And the third question is, what fingerprint do you want to leave on the world going forward? Those are the only three questions we're trying to answer. And through that, we get to hear all the decisions that they've made, the good ones and the bad ones. And, and it's my idea uh, uh, that the way we grow and expand ourselves and expand our contribution to the world, to the universe, is through the learnings and missteps that we have along the way. And so I get to pull out their learnings and missteps. And I got, like for me, if it was just going to be about me, the podcast would be titled Missteps. Like no learnings, <laughs> just missteps. <laughs> 
And but I want to go back to the podcast because you said something very interesting to me that you're a licensed plumber. Like I know that you need to go through a formal education to be able to exercise a trade. Yes. It's not like you can just say like I, I experimented in my house or I've been going back to create to the creative journey. You cannot say I'm a self-taught plumber. You have to like get certified and do Correct. all the things. During that certificate, like, how does do you go to an apprenticeship? Do you learn from one person, or do you go to plumbing school? And do you have oh. any like people who impacted your journey? Oh, absolutely! Thank you, and and thank you for getting me back to center because I'll I'll go all over the. That's place. my role. I'm the host. That's my role. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so first thing I did, I'll, I'll tell my specific journey. That's pretty, pretty simple, right? Um, I connected my foreman on the project challenged me he said jesse i need you to fill out this paperwork and submit it and what it was it was in a, in, in texas because i'm from san antonio texas so in texas we have a uh, the texas state uh, plumbing board and so they govern or manage uh, the licensing and so forth for plumbers so when i filled out that document i had no idea it's just like whatever I'll, yeah i'll sign it right you're my boss that made me a registered apprentice with the state. So it's a state document saying you are a registered apprentice with the state of Texas. And once you do that, now all the hours that you work count. If you don't have that, there is a way to get credit for your hours previous to the, previously worked, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's a pain in the butt to to go get your employer to sign documents and affidavits and regional, um, I'm sorry, responsible plumbers. Like it's, it's, it's serious. It's like you said, we don't just show up and, and look super sexy in our hard hat and okay, well, you're a plumber. Like, no man, it's serious stuff. So you get, you first, you register for apprenticeship you get your apprentice card. And now they, you've got to work 8,000 hours, which is about four years before you're qualified to register for a journeyman license examination. Now, you can also, um, you can get, there's different degrees of, of a plumbing license. So along the way, you can get like a drain cleaner's license. You can get, um, uh, what's the other one? Anyways, there's a bunch of them. And as you go accumulating your hours, you can get the new certification uh, uh, accreditation attached to your number, your license number. So there's a lot of experiential learning, right? You're out there doing it and, and, and you've got to, you have to be working under a responsible master plumber, which is a technical term and an actual license. Uh, so again, to the degrees of the licensing. In order to run a plumbing company, you've got to have a responsible master plumbing license uh, and then you are, are responsible not only for the execution of the work but also for the people that are coming up through your organization so developing them and making sure that they're learning the appropriate methodologies um, and science if you will behind the plumbing then there's apprenticeship programs and so that's the route that i went so for the state I don't think it's required that an individual would would go through an apprenticeship program in its entirety, but there is a minimum requirement of classroom hours that a that a, a, a person applying to get their license must have. Is that too confusing or that that clear? 
no it's it actually i'm i'm in my mind connecting it to so many things um, yeah, yeah first of all no first of all the fact that it's a four it's a four-year it's a four-year training it's a four-year education mm-hmm. basically it's like mm-hmm. a, in a bachelor's degree it's usually four years in education yep. I'm, yep. I'm linking it there i'm also linking it to um the master plumber part because mm-hmm. um my best friend he's a master in, mas- in martial arts and once i asked him what's the difference between being a master and being just a black belt it's like well you can't be a black belt and not be a master because as a master you teach and you're yep. responsible for everything everybody does underneath you yes and i'm like but just the teaching part it's like no you can't lose your title of a master if somebody beneath you 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 certify another master and that master fails at something you mm-hmm. can't you lose it it's it's how you train that the master is the teacher and yes yeah and i i think it's it relates also so well to the to design and creative education because it's the same thing we go we train underneath somebody and then that person is responsible for all the work that we do like if you mm-hmm. don't do and you don't perform correctly or if you fail at something that person is responsible for your education it's taking that that toll that knowledge that if i'm teaching you you're going to be either as good as me or better than me yes because you're carrying that like it's a it sounds like a lot of legacy it's involved yes. in it and now now that you are in a position that you're in do you see yourself like becoming like are you teaching now people or in your team are you training somebody to be like you or how are you training them what's do you see yourself <laughs> as a mentor because it sounds like you would be a great mentor to be honest thank you thank you very much for that um i would never uh abuse anybody in such a way that I, they would end up like me. <laughs> That's a joke. You know, back to what I was, I was talking about, you know, uh, practicing and pursuing my curiosities and continuing to learn. And the question of being a teacher, I always wanted to be a teacher. Like w- when I was in high school, that's what I want. I was, it was like, okay, you know, when they ask you, right, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, first, I don't want to grow up, but I want to be an engineer because everybody said I should be. I don't know what an engineer looks like, but I was good at math. Uh, so I would say engineer because that was impressive, right? All the tias, all my, all my family would like, they would back out like, I mijo, you want to be an engineer? And they would leave me alone. Um, but I really wanted to be a teacher. And so I would say, sometimes I would say, yeah, I want to be a teacher. And they're like, oh, you don't want to be a teacher. Like, they don't make a lot of money, right? Um, I was like, yeah, but it, it's not about the money. Hello. Um, so fast forward to now or, or back then, even now, as I continued to build my mind and my knowledge base, I ended up teaching. Like, I, I'm, not a, like I'm not a certified teacher by any means. Well, I do have some certifications to teach. Um, but I didn't go the college route, right? Like, they were for... Uh, like NCCER, which is like trade recognized curriculum. So I got a master trainer certification in that uh, and started deploying an in-house trade skills training program. Um, I put together a transitional training program that helped people transition from installer to foreman and from foreman to superintendent. And so that program, what it did was it was a result of the pain that I experienced because I went through that, right? Like I got a promotion and it's a funny thing. This probably happens everywhere, but I was pretty good at installing. Like my work looked decent and I was fast. 
so I got a promotion to be a foreman. But I got no preparation to be a foreman. Right? Like I knew some I knew what a bad foreman was and I just wasn't going to do that. And and I had a couple of good mentors in front of me that I could ask and 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 seek guidance or just mod like emulate. And so I sucked really bad at the job at the very beginning. And then when I got good at, at being a foreman, I got promoted to be a superintendent and I sucked again. <laughs> right? And I That's had to so fi- annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. Now when that was happening, you know, Jim Jones, so there's Johnny Martinez, Jim Jones, uh, Wesley Baker, those guys in my career, earlier in my career, have been monumental in my growth. And, and you know, they've all brought, like Johnny Martinez was the first plumber that I worked under that wasn't my dad. And he's the man that said, you need to fill out your apprentice card. And he's the guy that challenged me and pushed me. And, you know, he'd give me homework assignments. And I'd complain like, bro, I'm off the clock. I don't have to do that. And he's <laughs> like, you're right. You don't have to. But I also don't have to let you come to work tomorrow. I was like, oh, pinche Johnny, right? Like, I was pissed. Solid. Right? But it was real. And yeah. if had he not done that, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like, he taught me the value of investing and learning outside of work. He never said it that way. Because if he'd have said it that way, that would have been too complicated and formal. Um, anyhow... The other guys, Jim and Wesley Baker, what they really helped me understand was, because I'm a com- hyper-competitive person, and so I was always focused on budget, making money, finishing ahead of schedule. And I could do that. Turns out that's not that hard. However, people did not want to work with me. People would quit or avoid working with me. Right? Like, I was not the sweetest guy in the world. Um Burn. Exactly. And so they they helped me understand, like, Jess, if you want to continue to grow, not only do you have to have financial success, you also have to build and develop people. And right now you're killing it on the financial success part. And that's okay. If you want to stay where you're at for 20 more years, keep doing that. But you got to learn how to develop people and you have some skills and, and knowledge that you can share with them. And I was like, wait, what, what do you, like, what do you, you want to be nice to them? They're like, no, dummy, we're not saying be nice, but you've got to serve them. You're their leader, serve them, help them build their careers. And, and so that took a long time. But again, those guys really modeled the behavior that they were seeking. So it was very easy for me. Like I had a resource right there. That's what it looks like. Let me go talk to him. And, and they helped me turn tremendously like that. And concurrently, I started the, that, the, the training program for foreman and, and superintendent. Uh, after that, started an internship program, which was way out of everybody's comfort zone. But the reality of, so here's what happened. I was, you know, I work in the industry. And at this point in time, I was responsible for acquiring all the manpower that we needed to put on our projects. And it was very difficult to get that manpower. And what ended up, what it, there was this cycle of with the same groups of people or individuals, they would come work, some, or one of our competitors would give them 50 cents or a dollar more, 
they would quit and go over there and they would do that for two or three rounds and they'd come back within a year with the same skill set, making $3 more an hour. And then they do that again, right? So it was like, the, and, and the reality is the market is set up to where, I mean, if you're in the trades right now in the States, you can quit and you'll have four jobs on your way home right now. Like it's the, we need people everywhere. And so it's, that is just getting worse, uh, which is great for us with the knowledge because right, like. Now you want now you want to dance with so me. So now you want to learn. So now <laughs> yeah. you're okay. So now all these trades, now all these careers are are actually something that you want to do. Great. Yes, Great. yes, exactly. Um, so, oh, where was I on that? I got lost. Yeah. So, um, you, people were coming back, going to another. Trade, oh yes, back. yes, yes. And so then it was like. I, at the same time, I, I, again, engaging with the high schools, I was on a, an advisory council for a super cool program in San Antonio, and now there's more of them. So it was this high school that had a trade component to it. And so it's called Construction Careers Academy, and these, these students, they would come out, they would graduate high school with an OSHA 10 safety certification, fundamental knowledge in tools, Fundamental knowledge in materials and methods and systems like and they weren't getting connected to industry. So I'm on this council and we're talking to the, you know, the administrators and what and they're like, well, we just can't find these people jobs. I'm like, why not? There are jobs. There's there's tons of jobs like like the companies don't want to hire them. And I'm I'm representing the company. I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, Jesse, well, you got to answer that. You're one of them. I said, that is a great question. So then I started recruiting, like, uh, okay, boom, boom, come on, let's go. I'll put y'all to work. So anyhow, um, I'll put you to work. But then I, the reality, right? I'm like, cool, come on. Well, then when I started recruiting these, these students right out of high school, uh, people freaked out a little bit project manager, people that have been in the industry for, because this was new, right? It was a new thing. And so they were fearful that, you know, what if they get hurt? I'm like, man, we got 40 or 50 year olds getting hurt all the time. So it's not an age (laughs) thing, right? Like, come on. Um, It was, it was, it was just abnormal. It was not the practice. So it was new. new. You got it. It was a little bit of change. So people were pushing back. But we, you know, so I was very selective in the recruiting process. Got a couple of folks come in, and they killed it. So then people were like, hey, we need some more of these young guys, right? I'm like, yeah. But it's still not good enough. So right after that, then I said, you know what we need to do is we need to establish an internship program for the students between their junior and senior year of high school. So that, because part of the problem was they would come out, and it's hot. Right. Like I'm in Texas. It's hot. Uh, and it, and you got to have thick skin because construction workers, we're not the most nurturing type. Um, and you got to wake up early. So these so students give them will, a taste of what it's actually you, like. You got it. You got yeah. it. Because we would you know, it was about a five, five to 10 percent retention on my first wave. You know, I'd get like up to 10 people and one would stay. 
most of them would quit and it's because you know jerk heads or it's hot or it's too early the drives too you know all this stuff i'm like man like what is what's the problem here they don't know what it feels like so boom let's go earlier started an internship program and again people freaked out <laughs> like there's there's they're minors and wow you know and it took like i there was a lot of iterations that i had to go through with uh, safety and loss prevention. Like it was, it was a pretty serious thing. Labor laws, child labor laws. Um, anyhow, Diana Huang, who she's an amazing woman. She really, she really did most. She made sure that I didn't do something stupid. <laughs> so she, she was like my chaperone, right? She really de- deserves all the credit. Um, I just kept screaming and yelling. We got to do this. Ah! And then we did it. Like, no, so, you cannot do that. They're children. <laughs> exactly. Chill. Let's remember, let's remember they're children. Yep. Yep. And, and we did it. And so we started with three students, one young lady, two young men. And it's grown since then. Like so within that organization, they've expanded it. Um, and, and I shared our pro, like, this is what I did to get here. Shared it with our other, other people in the industry. And so here in San Antonio, that's continuing to expand uh, so that we can connect this student. And here's the beautiful part. They learned what it felt like, what they liked, what they didn't like, which trade, because we ran plumbing, sheet metal, and piping. Um, and so they got to select, like, oh, I want to be a sheet metal apprentice, or I want to be a pipe fitters helper, or I want to be a plumber, or I don't want to do this. And, and it was low cost, high impact. Uh, and so again, it's expanded since then. So back to the teaching part, that was part of, that was a result of putting some programs together to help transition, like career transition or position transition, and then getting connected with the schools and making those like you're doing as I'm talking, right? You're making all of these connections. Um, so that led to public speaking. And if you can't tell, I'm pretty good at talking, right? Uh, You're and... excellent at it. I'm mesmerized. <laughs> and I am not being sarcastic. I am thoroughly mesmerized about the topic. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm trying to think, what is pipe feeding? It has it with pipes? But I don't care. I want to hear about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, so that's a good question. So plumbing, if you think of plumbing in terms of the systems that bring in the water that you drink and put on your body and take out all of the stuff that comes out of your body, that would, that's a general, that's in systems perspective, that's plumbing. When I say duct and HVAC, what we're talking about is the systems that, that transport the air, mm-hmm. the hot air or the cold air into our space so that we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when I think about pipe fitting, so you can think of pipe fitting in terms of the piping that distributes, let's say the fuel to your heater, if you have a heater or a radiator, or the, the, the coolant that goes to the cooling system or the heating system. So there's a separation there between plumber and pipe fitter because the plumber, we, we, the, the licensing is stricter than it is for pipe fitting, at least in Texas. The skill sets are very similar, but they are not exactly the same. Does that help? Yeah, it's like, it, it does. It's like I'm thinking about a, a, a general physician and a cardiologist. Like there's, they have sa- similar certifications. They, they both ha- share, they, there, is co- there is connective tissue between the two, but they have different points of strength. Like they have different focuses. 
Absolutely. This is great. I, I love how we seamlessly went into what the future of creative education is. That's it's giving an experience and allowing people to be like, hey, this is what you're studying. This is what you're learning. We have learned so far. This is how it applies in real life. This is what it's yes. going to be like. Do you want to do this or not? Or, or I think also learning what you don't want to do is as important as learning what you want to do. Yes. Because it, it can be that you meet randomly a person and say like, hey, I want to do what they're doing. That looks interesting. What are you mm -hmm. doing? And, and developing that curiosity and feeding that curiosity as well. Yes. And also with this internship program, you're giving them a space to learn. And I think it's, we only think of internships be like, oh, I'm going to intern in, well, you're in the US, so I'm going to intern at Facebook. Or I'm going to intern right. at Google. We don't think about interning in a construction company or interning in other places or interning in a nonprofit or something, figuring yep. out how can I fit, what, what skills do I have and how can I fit them into a professional life in the future? And that's what you see in an internship. I think it's yes. great. You're doing such important work. It's so true. Like, I, I'm not going to get on the soapbox again. I am not going to do this because um, I don't want to steal too much of your day. So right now, as we're making it to the end of the podcast, I'm okay. guessing you want to promote. What do you want to promote? You want to promote your podcast? Please promote it because I think it's so important that we tell the stories of people in trades because that's how... We humanize these things. We get into, yes. it's not only a job, it's a person doing a job. Absolutely. So. Well, I appreciate you being gracious and allowing me to, to blab my mouth for so long and to talk about, uh, talk about the podcast. Um, it's, we can find it on uh, learningsandmissteps.com. So the, go to that website and you can access all the good stuff. Uh, I will warn the audience, like I'm not a professional podcaster. Like, like I'm not either. Probably, You're fine. Right. I just hit. I I'm just a hit plumber. The I just and just go. So I have a. We have a YouTube account, but if you're into cinematography and high end video, I'm not your guy. <laughs> like that's not. Don't come to me for that. People will stay from the. People will stay for the qual for the content. They exactly. Will stay for the content. You'll you'll uh, but, see. You'll see. Yes. If you want to get like real insight, real connection to again the men and women that are out there building the buildings that we learn in maintaining the buildings that we live in you're gonna get that from our podcast 100 and every now and then so my baby brother and i have a baby brother who's 18 years younger than me he's the co-host um every now and then he and i will just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation it, it, an episode will be about he's he's a young professional he's his early 20s And he is growing his career and, and figuring that out. Like, what does that mean and where does he fit? And what, so you mentioned this, these transferable or transcendent skills that we have. The awareness of the fact that they are transcendent or transferable is very low in most people. Like, I didn't get that until my late 30s. <laughs> If I knew it in my 20s, oh my goodness. I didn't, damn it. Yes, damn it. You know, I thought I'm a plumber. I'm just a plumber and I'm a plumber that plums. But there's I'm skills that... I'm a plumber that, that plums. That's a like, t-shirt. I, I, people, oh, yes. people keep dropping in this pot. I keep saying that. I think the audience is going to be bored of me saying that. Because people keep dropping these phrases that I can see in t-shirts. Teacher, in It's like, I'm a plumber who plums. It's like... That's, that's what I, and then and then the, the picture of a plum like right underneath it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> and the, yes. And the, and the plum has a hard hat. Yes. I'm writing it down. 
yeah, you can get can some merch. <laughs> you, hey, you, your podcast maybe needs merch. You can put it. I'm just a plumber who plums. And I then a picture it. of a plum. Just do it. With the hard hat. With the hard hat. With the hard hat. hat. Yeah. It's very important. No, we, 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 maybe we should design it together. I am happy <laughs> to do it because it's going to be hilarious. And I love It'll it. It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, yeah, so every now and then we'll have an episode there of he and I, like, really just advising and or help, I help him examine his thinking because that's kind of my job now is I get to coach folks and 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 help them examine their thinking and help them define their path forward. Uh, but it's been a long road to get here. The podcast, you know, like we talked about the feedback loop earlier. I don't know about you, but it's rare for me to, to, to get like uh, reviews on Apple or whatever it is. But man, anytime I get like a like or something on the social media or on the, uh, you know, wherever, it's like, oh, yes, I, I have enough <laughs> energy. Like, yes, yeah, you, you love me. Uh, you really that's love so me. great. Uh, so yeah, love, we're out You feel there. the love and the appreciation. You're like, yes, yes, yes. yes. It, it makes it it's worth, worth it. it. It's, it's worth totally it. worth it. Although it's it's not for the, I think it's not for the listeners as much. It's for you. That's yes. how I feel about this podcast too. It's um this is coming out in August, so we're we're making this recording before I publish it. Yes. And I keep thinking, okay, if <clears throat> one person listens to this episode, and because of this episode they go to your podcast, and because of your podcast they're like, oh, I didn't think about it this way. I'm gonna think uh, maybe I'm going to think about a career in this, or I'm gonna think differently about the plumber coming to my house tomorrow then yes. that is already something and that's yes. that's the thing we don't get the direct feedback we don't know what kind of effect we have mm, you nailed it 100 yeah. percent. well i love this thank you so much Tree, for talking to me today this was really really incredible and yeah we'll stay in touch and we'll see what comes next yes we'll ma'am. make a thank t-shirt you. we'll make a t-shirt yes plumbers plum baby yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is so fun well thank you so much and there you have it. That was my conversation with Jesus Fernandez, a.k.a. Chuy, a.k.a. Jesse, the host, one of the hosts of Learnings and Missteps, a podcast telling stories about men and women in the construction industry. Yeah. I mean, how creative is that? I love the work that he does. I think it's super valuable. I have this fear of a future where everybody is an influencer or a social media person or a content creator. Yes, I know I'm doing content. And nobody knows to actually, I don't know, fix a shelf or something or build a house or yeah. I I mean, I had a whole rant on the podcast that I had to take out because of time, but I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I will not get on my soapbox about it. You'll find all the details about uh, Jesse's podcast and all his efforts in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining me again this week. I hope you like it. Uh, Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcasting app that you use. And to, yeah, shoot us a DM, reach out to us on social media, visit the website, all the things, you know, what to do. And yeah, I hope to be in your ears next week with another awesome interview. Keep learning, stay curious, and have a good week. Bye.